0: Welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. I am your host, Ben Porter. And I'm joined by two guest co-hosts this week. Mm. We have Charlotte Porter. Hello. And we've got Iona Craig.
1: Hello.
0: Who's a weirdo that we pulled off the street. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes, you mean Iona? Yeah,
0: No, Iona's Iona's our friend, we say in front of her. (laughs) Um, But uh, the the reason that we're all here today, we're we're just... We're fresh back from Compulsion yes, 2018, oh, yep. which is an analog gaming convention in Edinburgh. Yeah, I I believe it's it's actually in the student union building, isn't it? It is yes. a very nice building. It's a very yes. very nice building. Very very old. Uh, it felt a bit like it should be a level in a Bioshock game, you know, yes, like, yeah. lots of like <laughs> you know ceiling fans and wood paneling. Yeah, yeah. Lot less blood than Bioshock yes, has to be said Which is though. always
2: a good yeah. thing. Yeah. 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 Look for that. In the well, convention. depending
0: on what you're going for, you know, <laughs> okay.
2: I yeah. Frog for convention standards. Is there blood? <laughs>
0: yeah. If the answer is no. Then.
2: Oh, well, let's go. You, That's the convention for you. It's a party. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> let's just uh, let's just get into it. Yeah. Um, compulsion uh runs for 3 days normally oh, doesn't yeah it? Fr-
1: friday night to sunday night
0: yeah so the the reason that um I'm going to keep referring to Iona throughout this podcast is um
2: she actually comes from yeah. a dynasty yeah of <laughs> board gaming individuals to
1: some extent, <laughs> does it count as a dynasty if it's the same generation? It's, sh- it's my sister. A branch. <laughs>
2: a branch. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: but you 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 sister know a bit more about yeah. that thing because yes. uh, yeah. so so who who runs Compulsion? Who is it run by? Let's...
1: There is a committee, um, and it's um, I think it's primarily led by current students, but there are also hangers on previous students yeah. who... So it's, it's run by the University Gaming yeah. Society, yeah. as
0: I understand. What what what's their proper name? It's quite a weird it, one.
1: It's Gaius and I've literally flipped through there, so I don't yeah. remember. Because I thought it was just something about gaming, but it's it's no. what was Okay. It? We've forgotten the name. Yeah. But it's their it's specifically their role playing society rather than just. Yeah,
0: so so there's there's slightly more of a bent towards uh, role playing games and and LARPing than yes. some of the other ones. Um. Although I have to say, that was not really evident from what we saw there.
2: There was a lot of board game related things.
0: Yeah, and I I think th- this is the so I what I'll 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 just go into my initial impressions and then we can unpack yeah. it as we go. But, but
2: there's also maybe talking about what we were led to believe it was as well.
0: Well, but this is the thing is yeah. that there's so much confusion yeah. about what it is. Yeah. Um and 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 for me um the it, it was advertised as the the largest role playing convention in Scotland. And that might be true yeah. at the moment, but it feels as though in a lot of ways it cross purposes with itself as though each person that we spoke to had a different idea of what they wanted it to be because they they advertise it as as this big Scottish event, but then you guys spoke to a gent that said that, um, it it's designed for the locals, but then they've also got designers that have come from different parts of the yeah. country yeah. to to um, demo their games. There there didn't seem to be a clear mission statement with it. And that 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 is evident in the way that the the thing was set out. Yeah. Um. It, it's also very spread out. It's a huge building. It's in. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think
2: that's also potentially to do with the because actually you know I was thinking about that when mm-hmm. comparing it to other conventions is that actually the building is quite tall rather than wide. Yeah. so actually you did have to sort of spread out there's about
0: four levels yeah, on it it's, across it's a big the floors you yeah. know.
2: Um, the problem was being an old building there was some winding stairways that I didn't know were there I was looking for about ten minutes and then saw somebody appear out of them so I was like oh that's where, that's where the stairs and are that's a, that, that
0: brings me on to another point it was very spread out which is fine yeah, You know, you yeah. can't always get the venue of your dreams for this sort of thing but they, they, they did have signs up. Yeah, they did. But yep. they done a terrible job of directing people to and from things yeah. because it's a big labyrinthine building. Yes. It's very spread out. So it did feel in a lot of ways like half empty a lot of the time because it was so well, spread I th- out. I
1: think also because there were there were games running, there were RPGs running for set times and So, during those times, obviously, that meant the rest of the building was quite quiet. Uh Because that's where the majority of people were.
2: I have to say, I like that, though. I like being able to remove myself, find a quiet place. And we did that. You know, there was a wee bit upstairs where we were doing sort of wee mini recordings and things like that. You know, it it wasn't that busy. I'd never felt overwhelmed by the attendance or anything like that. But I quite liked that there was... There was a place you could go to that, you know, wasn't...
1: Well, and you're more likely to get a shot of like, yeah. the demos and stuff yeah. like that if there's less bulk, yeah. but then there were less demos to get a shot yeah. of. So.
2: Yeah. so we
0: we personally know a lot of the, the designers that were there demoing games. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think some of them had, had maybe slightly scaled back what they would normally do yeah. for yeah. Compulsion, um, because they they've obviously been there before they they know the sort of attendance that that um that you get there um and i imagine that the the organizers organizers will advise them of the sort of footfall that they expect for the event when i was there i had to catch up with with quite yeah. a few people for various things i was talking to richard denning from medusa games and he he's also um one of the bosses for uk games expo so Um, I had to check in with him for various things, got an interview with him so stay tuned for that, that will be going up soon Um, I was also speaking to Dave Wright, Mm -hmm. the convention overlord of Tabletop Scotland Mm -hmm. Um, so that, that took up quite a bit of my time but I say that to say that if I didn't have these things that I was planning to do while I was going there I don't know how long I would have actually spent in the place
2: well, we had this discussion, though, on the train on the way back, is who, who was the target audience? Because if the target audience are RPGers, then actually they could be there quite easily for two hours or so playing, you know, doing a, a playthrough. Doing their games too, yeah. So it's not. It's maybe not so much about the stalls or the exhibitors at that point. It maybe is having the opportunity to experience And they did have a whole variety of... Uh, systems that they were playing so again that may be that, more of the fair. target audience. That's fair you know? but
0: then that brings me into my next point of uh, if it's primarily an RPG event, where was Scottish Pathfinder Society? Yeah. Um, d- uh, wizards are rolling out um, organised play support for D&D there was none of that there um, where this is the first time we've been to conf- to compulsion we are experience it for the first time with, with fairly fresh eyes and um, a lot of these criticisms have already been uh, laid at compulsion's door and they don't seem to be doing anything about it. A lot of that may be to do with the fact that the committee members do change from year mm. to year because mm. it is a student run thing.
2: It's volunteer. it's a voluntary. Yeah, thing as but
0: at Ill. the same time, the 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 people that are critiquing it it's more or less the same people, like Ian McAllister has has made a lot of um, similar criticisms of the event uh, and and Dave Wright, who's now in charge of Tabletop Scotland when he was still running his blog he made similar criticisms and no one seems to be picking up on this and although a lot of people are um, cycling in and out over the years because it is a student run thing it's run by the union people come and go That I, I get that at the same time this feedback is accessible to everyone? Why why aren't people paying attention to this?
1: I suppose it could be if it, if, they're, if it is totally for a home audience, you know, they're meeting every week, they've got their systems that they run and they play yeah. week to week if nobody's interested in Pathfinder then why would you invite along the Pathfinder Society? I don't know if it's because it's very sort
0: of home based well well if if you if you believe passionately enough in what you're doing to to run a convention or an event for it then surely recruitment's a concern
1: yeah
0: because when people are cycling in and out over the years just by virtue of people coming and going eventually if you're not getting new people into the hobby if you're not recruiting new people you're going to stagnate and eventually your numbers are going to drop off. So for every community, no matter what you do, recruitment should always be a concern. And so I I say that to say that games like Pathfinder and D and D. I mean, you can you can get into them in a really deep way, but they're also um, as far as RPGs go. That that's that's your entry level games.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I I do think that it's important to get them. And, and not just that, but in, in terms of your convention, having big names like Pathfinder and D&D there, that that lends things an air of legitimacy. Mm. Mm. You know, people, you know, they'll maybe see the Compulsion poster and not give it a second look, but if they see, like, the little D&D logo or the Paizo yeah. logo, yeah. Or the Pathfinder logo, that, that catches people's attention because that's iconic, isn't it?
2: There must be a demon quality, so I think
0: i i I'll own that I've said a lot of quite negative things about compulsion it, it it's not a terrible event, no but it it could be so much better than it is yeah and i if I didn't care, I wouldn't bother saying these things yeah. about it and it, for me, that's the frustration is that so many people are aware of it of its failings and are are trying to to raise them to raise these issues to try and help people improve these things and no one seems to be picking up on it. I mean it it's it's Edinburgh. Yeah. You know it's it's one of the most famous cities in the world. It it could be such a such a big prestigious mm. event. You know a role playing convention yeah. in Edinburgh. That 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 on paper that sounds amazing yeah. but
1: yeah. but certainly I really like the atmosphere. I think there was a sort of fun and friendly atmosphere and relaxed. that was yeah, yeah and relaxed. that was something that one of the yeah. guys we spoke to Said that with a draw for him why he keeps coming back to it. Yeah. It was uh, just the laid back nature of it.
2: I, I really enjoyed it. I think for me, having my only ever other experience of a convention to date and the tabletop gaming um, community being Aircon is very different. Um, well,
0: Aircon and Glasgow Games Festival. Yeah.
2: And maybe, but even compared to Glasgow Games Festival, you know, I do feel that maybe we, we do need to accept the fact that we were only there for one day. Not even one whole day. We were there for from about ten till about four mm. on the Saturday. It's
0: more, more or less. A day. Yeah, or yeah.
2: Less. But um, I, I felt as if it was more like an open day, you know, and I, I enjoyed that. It, you you it felt, felt
0: compulsion was more like, like an open, open day, day yeah. yeah.
2: And I did enjoy that, you know. I was yeah. here. I was looking at what was going on around me. That that type of thing, um, rather than it feeling like a convention so much.
0: Well, yeah. I, I can see that. It, it, it all comes back to what people are saying it is, and what in reality it actually is. I, yeah. I, I, I think. I think the people at Compulsion, they, they, they do need. It seems to lack direction. I think that's where a lot of the the events problems come from. I, I feel. I feel like.
2: It's like you've said, though. It kind of feels like a wasted opportunity.
0: Well, yeah. If it, it feel it feels a bit like they're just doing it now because yeah. it's what they've always done. done.
2: Yeah. They're not innovating. No. And that's maybe what they need. Maybe they need
0: Well, I, my, my my hope is that now, now that a lot of other conventions are appearing up and down the country, my hope is that maybe they'll look at them and think on how they can improve and maybe learn some lessons from Or, I,
2: Or alternatively identify what they are yeah. separately from those say, well, Glasgow Games Fest is this, but we are this. You know, yeah. we are RPGs and... And larping, and you know that's our focus, and have that as the focus, yeah. you know, and not have I, other I, things I there. Think, I think
0: rather than focusing too much on all these things they're doing wrong, I think maybe one of the places they could start: how welcoming are we to people who have no idea what we're doing? Yes. If someone just walked in the door, mm. what can we do to improve upon their experience? If some some guy. Just comes into Edinburgh for the day totally randomly and rocks up to the union, sees like you know, he's maybe heard or seen a poster or something and walks through the door, he's interested in trying RPGs, what are they gonna do with a guy like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it it's it, it comes down to the fact that if you're doing a convention, it's probably because you care about community. Yeah. And if you care about community, you need to be recruiting, you need to be putting th-
2: Building enhancing. Yeah, you need, you need to yeah. be building
0: and enhancing. You need to be putting in place measures to ensure that you're accessible to beginners. Yeah. Uh and that you you're you're inclusive of people of all yeah. skill levels. Because yeah. yeah. you, you should mm. by no means neglect the diehards that yeah. are going to play like Achtung Thulu and all these obscure RPGs. Um And I'm I'm not saying that they should do a complete about-turn on what they're doing, but just maybe give some consideration to the entry-level stuff.
2: They maybe could even have some beginner's... You know, because I'm not I, I'll be honest I'm not sure whether there would be you know like a well you've got the Pathfinder Society going in no but I mean the, the games that are already set out if they were for experienced players or whether there was a specific no That's experience true. needed
0: but this is where things like the Pathfinder Society yeah. are perfect because it's a ready made adventure yeah. it, it lasts for like an hour and a half two hours yeah. and you can just play that with a group of randoms you've just yeah. met yeah. You, just, you just pick up and go yeah. and it It's not my favourite way to play an RPG, but I imagine that for people who are, have an interest in that and are not fortunate enough to have a group experienced enough yeah. to run yeah, through a thing them. with them, that's the perfect entry-level yeah. thing for them. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm not sure what they would have done if I'd rocked up and said, you know, I want to play this game, but I've never filled out a character sheet before. Help me. Yeah. You yeah. know, if they were... the Ready to take me through that, or if it's a little bit kind of like, oh, you're holding us all up.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But then maybe that's what they're, they they should maybe focus on, and maybe then to take away is, mm-hmm. if they are going to be focusing on RPGs and Larping is to the the accessibility comment um, component, have the very basic introduction stuff, you know um have set sessions for that throughout yeah. the day, you know, they could be one of them. I mean,
0: like to be fair to them, maybe they're not aware that these big companies have all this stuff in place. Yeah. I'd be surprised if, if they weren't because yeah. if they're an RPG society they, they, should they, be aware. they yeah. must have yeah. heard of of um Peso and Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. They they're like the two big ones yeah. at the moment. But I, I I think although I've been very critical, I've raised what I believe are a lot of issues with the event. I think that the 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 key to growth for compulsion is to make it more beginner friendly. Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: And even from the perspective of um, if you're interested in RPGs, have played loads of RPGs, but don't play actively with anyone in the society. Or and this is a common thing as well, you know, because there's a lot of guys like you you know they you know they maybe grew up with it in like the 80s or 90s, yeah. you know, they're, they're in their 40s now, their kids are a bit older, they've got a bit more time, and they they want to go and get back into this thing they played as a child. Pathfinder Society and the D and D Adventure Guild, I think, is yeah. the other one. It's, it's yeah. pretty much the same thing. Yeah. It's just each brand's respective version of. Yeah that pick up and play standalone adventure set up mm. that's perfect for them yeah that's you know it's perfect for meeting new people i i i think some sort of implementation of of that sort of thing w- would really help it
2: yeah so uh, let's talk about what we did there then yeah so what did we do there
0: we well i I spoke to uh Dave Wright of yeah. Tabletop Scotland spoke with uh, Richard Denning of Matusa Games and uh, UK Games Expo. Um, you guys
2: uh, we caught went. up with Keith McClemon, didn't yes, you? Yes, we did.
1: Nuts and Cardboard yes. and
2: coffee games. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Um, got to sit down and play uh, through that with some of the, the changes that he'd made since Aircon, which was really, really exciting. So it did play slightly differently. But even, you know, one of them was a the suggestion that I suggested, but even that I forgot. <laughs> So, I never actually implemented the change that I suggested but in the first could've. place, but I could have. <laughs> um, what else? So, well, the Dawn, the Dawn Jewelists, oh, yes, that was a highlight for me, an unexpected highlight. The high Dawn rate. Jewelists,
0: oh, uh, the, was, the yes. guys with the swords, okay. <laughs> I thought it was a game called The Dawn <laughs> Jewelists, no. so I was like, When did you guys no. play this?
2: So, um, I am I'm, I'm aware of what LARPing is, but I, I wasn't. I knew that it was an RPG and LARPing convention, but I wasn't aware of what would actually be in place. And I went upstairs to find Iona because I'd misplaced her. Um, and I went upstairs <laughs> For some and, time. I, and I found her handling a greatsword. And I was.
0: <laughs> I, I was pretty <laughs> what impressed. What is with going those guys. on in here? <laughs>
2: yeah. um, so the Don Jewelists, we've actually got a, a mini interview with David from them, um, are a sort of historical martial arts association. I think. Hema. I think think it's specifically European. European, Yes, European. um, Yeah, Hema is the the term that he used.
1: it did cover like a wide range of different types of dueling and fighting and swords and so on, but yeah. uh, And I discovered
2: that I am the exact height of a great sword. So I'm now going to use that as a count of measurement that Charlotte is exactly one great sword. (laughs) And I will be measuring things in great swords from now on.
0: I'm I'm sure people will.
2: (laughs) That's going to catch on. Yeah, people are going
0: (laughs) to understand completely.
2: To give people, I am five foot five and and a a half. That inch is very important. So five foot five and a half, and that is the length of the great sword.
0: So they held it up for for a person. (laughs) It doesn't sound very big, but when it's um,
2: a sword that you're wielding, you're trying
1: to wield
0: it. Yeah, yeah. it's it's pretty big.
2: And actually, getting to handle them um, was quite interesting because. So they, handled, they handed me the greatsword um, hilt up, so, you know, the hilt was up the top, mm. and it felt really heavy because the weight pulled down, but as soon as you flick it in your, your wrists, the weight dispersed, and it felt so much lighter. It's almost like it's
0: designed to do exactly. that. Exactly! <laughs>
2: but I've never handled a proper <laughs> sword, an actual manufactured sword, yeah. you know, that it's not um, like a sort of, I know I did have a Gladius when I was younger, but that's Another
1: thing. But an interesting fact, when just when you're talking about weight, what are the I can't. The, I'm going to call it a standard sword. I can't remember the yeah. lighter than a bottle of two litre coke. Really? Yep. Wow. That so was what? my fact that I remember <laughs> from the day. Okay,
0: and you could quite handily. We well, don't get two liter bottles of coke. Exactly, then. that's
1: true. I don't know what it is compared to a one and a half. So liter. I don't know
0: what they're talking about anymore. No. <laughs>
1: I've got that no unit measurements doesn't no exist anymore. <laughs> it's not as heavy as you think. Then is what you should take away from okay. this. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah.
0: you you could throw it.
1: The the one, one that interested. I liked yeah. was
2: they were talking about how actually they, so there was different they had four different swords, At two least. were civilian ones, and then they had like a long sword and then the great sword. So well, no, I think it was
1: the I lo- see. If you're calling the civilian sword the sort of the smallest one, yeah. then it was the long sword that it that he was talked about, and the the civilian sword was even lighter than that. Yeah. The c- civilian
0: yeah. sword, I think, is what you would normally call like a short sword.
1: Some people would even have a servant to carry
2: the sword because yeah. you couldn't carry it. I just had images of it being like a golf caddy. We have a sword <laughs> caddy. Be like. <laughs> this was one of the things. Give me was- my two-handed sword. This was you know? one of the
0: things that was quite funny because I, I was talking to one of the guys, and you know he was extremely knowledgeable. About all this weaponry, and but any time I, I tried to contribute to the conversation, <laughs> he was just like no. <laughs> <laughs> and then, he would, then he would carry on with his explanation. I'm like okay,
1: he knew what he was talking oh, about. He I um, was knowing a lot about swords. Yeah,
0: yeah, clearly a moron. Yeah. So just <laughs> shut up and listen.
2: But we did get to actually see some of the dueling and yeah, in placed examples. Yeah. Yes. And we actually have a video recording that yeah. we will be uploading to YouTube and some time. I'm thinking of dramatic music to go along with it. I like, we should just put right
0: the now. step and music to that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's um, like our go-to piece. Yeah. But it was it was a uh, it was interesting. So now I know how to get away with manslaughter in medieval Europe. Okay. Because if I sliced you. Yeah with the length of the sword, that would be potentially an accident.
1: Or self-defence. Or self-defence.
2: However, if I thrusted the end of the sword at you... That's quite deliberate. That's, yep, deliberate. So, if I did, you know, slash you, then that would be potentially manslaughter. Or,
0: if you do neither of those things, you can <laughs> avoid a... Com- Altogether. Entirely yeah. yes. Who's that? There for we go. Talk unlucky frog tip of the day: <laughs> yes. to avoid people. a murder conviction
1: don't or manslaughter, take a, yeah,
0: or manslaughter yeah. conviction, don't wield a weapon.
2: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
0: There you go. Yeah.
2: Thanks, Ben. So yeah. I was, I was really surprised by them. Um, and again, yeah. those were the people that I was trying to get to for about ten minutes before I found somebody coming up yeah, the stairway because they were to up the top. Ask
1: where the stairs were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so
0: again, I, you know, a little bit labyrinthine yeah. as far then, as the building yeah, goes. The,
1: the, you can only do so much.
0: Yeah, that's it. You yeah, yeah. You, you can't have like neon signs. Yeah, everywhere. Yeah. Um, we we did get to play a game.
2: Yes. Blood um, on the clock tower. Yes.
0: Yeah. We we actually played with Kevin Ogilvie. Yes, Kevin Ogilvie uh, was one nice of our listeners. Yeah. Uh, we met him there, so that was cool. Um, so what what was Blood in the Clock Tower?
2: Well, you had, you've played, you. So,
1: yeah, essentially a Werewolf. Yes. But rebranded and with more detail, more character possibilities.
0: You felt oh. a little bit unnecessary, well, <laughs> some of it, maybe. Yeah, didn't
1: you? I, th- I think it was more it was just a kind of why would you bother when there's already a werewolf. And there was another game, I can't remember, there was another guy there who said, oh, it's just like. Sumner uh, uh, Salem. Gone. Yeah, sure. it, it was some. It was something
0: yeah. like that. I, I, I think the idea being that once some person's a witch and you, you have, have to try and it. weed them out. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's. So but I,
1: yeah, my my initial kind of reason thing was like, oh well, you know, why have you bothered? But yeah. I did I, like we had an enjoyable few rounds. Yeah, it was but. good
0: fun. I I think the thing that I, I was saying to you when when we were coming back from the the convention, Iona, that the I felt like I was spending far too much time with my eyes closed, yeah. in it. and in the in the very first round, the, it obviously just so happened that there was a lot of information he to had to convey up, to yeah. different people. But it felt like I was sat with my eyes shut for five minutes, and at one point, I was contemplating opening them because I thought did he tell everyone to open their eyes? And yeah. I'm sat here like a I moron was, with was, my was eyes sat shut.
1: The same because he was really softly spoken, and it was yeah. a, rou- a loud room, and I thought. I've probably missed him saying "open your eyes" because he w- he wasn't saying anything to me because my character yeah. had no role to play, so I, you know, I was you know, just like, normally. I it was, it. <laughs> normally, when
0: someone tells you to keep your eyes shut, they do they uh, keep them closed yeah. every so often. Well, and
1: it, or or he, he hadn't even said something like "Okay, I'm gonna be explaining some things." Yeah. So he was just like, "Close your eyes." <laughs>
0: and we were sat there for hey, what seemed like an eternity <laughs> and i'm thinking should i should i open them now will, I, will they all be sitting Have they all there gone? We all run away yeah. this
1: left
0: so that yeah I, I had a little irrational panic yeah. uh, well not yeah. that irrational no cuz no i had the exact cuz i was thought. sat in complete darkness for a long time <laughs> uh wondering what was going on yeah um it, you know it was good fun um yeah we we played with uh, Kevin and yep. then like a couple of other people that we hadn't met, yep. and it, the, those sorts of games is, are good as icebreakers because you can just yeah. outright accuse people and you can be really direct and yeah. forward with people that you don't know in a way Real. that ordinarily would be.
1: That, that was the other thing though, there was a little bit kind of, you know, the first day comes round, it's like, so what are you going to do? And we we all sat there for a minute going, what what are we going to do? So I think you broke the ice by saying, I think it's you, Charlotte, or like, you know. Well, the very
2: first round I was like, well,
1: what, what am, am I allowed, I allowed to do? do what,
2: you know, what, what yeah. is the actual well, objective I'm, of the game?
1: I'm, what am I, I meant I to had be had doing? No, I had no information, so like, I, I genuinely had nothing to share. It? Yeah. Like, so it wasn't even a case of, am I allowed to say that? But yeah. it was just.
2: Because I, I was like. 'Cause I knew in the first round I was one of the bad guys. So but I was like, Am I allowed to flow like to throw bluffs in? Is that you know yeah. what 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 is appropriate gameplay and what's not, you know? But by by the time we've played it three times and I think by the third time we did kind of
0: yeah, like Get, yeah, you know, at, at first we we're confronted on. with this big list of all these different types of characters and it was a bit overwhelming, but like you say, once we got into it we're like Oh, yeah. it's a hidden identity game. Yes, and then we knew yeah, what yeah. we were doing, you know. Like you say, you can you can lie to throw people yeah. off your scent or you can you know, just go out and accuse someone what, to your, try and oh yeah, the well, course it, well, of action was yeah, well, it worked. <laughs> so um so it was good fun. Um I don't know if I would necessarily buy it. Mm.
2: Um, I did like the grimoire though.
0: But that's just it. That. Like, I know. Why th- that, uh, this huge box. It was brilliant. That's designed to look like a book. And it, it was cool in that he had. He is like the the GM for the game, yeah. I guess. Mm. Had all of his components in there and it told him who was what and, and what was going dead on. And, yeah,
1: it did. So it yeah.
0: enabled him to keep track of everything, but. I think the idea is that the book is to be the box that yeah. contains all yeah. the and it's massive yeah. from no, what it contains I, I, that
1: genuinely it would put me off buying it because I would just think where am yeah. I going to keep
2: that and the other thing was one of the roles which I can't quite remember the spy allows you to look at the grimoire so that you can see what other people are doing so the gent next to me I could hear him get up and when my eyes were closed uh, I knew something was going on because I could feel like couldn't Hear, he was very quiet, but I could just see like a slight shadow go over my eye. You know, I thought somebody's moving, you know. I I,
1: thought that was him moving, and then I looked at at the
2: sheet and I was like, Why would somebody be moving? And I was like, Mm. Oh, because he's the spy because he can go and look at the grimoire. This is is (laughs) the problem
0: of having too many moving parts in an identity game Mm. is that things like that you can see people passing well, the, like, yeah, even though your eyes are because closed you can get yeah. the shadows the light's yeah. Yeah. he had
1: tried to minimise it because he had counters and stuff so that instead of him having to whisper he was able to show you a counter yeah, that said this I or that I like that so that, yeah. that was a good like, point because I like the one
2: that obviously if any of yous were the the one of the evil ones they had the big tag says this person's the demon I was like right okay so yeah. I knew. So in the first round, as the poisoner, I knew right away who the demon was. was yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, I'm on yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I think that guy was the demon. Was he not always the demon? Was he not uh-huh. the demon three times in a row? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was. It's like, oh come on! Yeah,
0: you think we would have twigged to that? I know. Like, yeah. fucker, but
2: and apparently, I'm once a demon, edible. always a demon. Yeah, yeah you <laughs> died. You died, all you the
0: time. died a lot. Um, I died a lot as well.
2: You tried I to just... execute me, and it didn't work. Yeah, it I got killed in long. the night, like the town crier. Yeah. But
0: other than that, so it it was a good little game. It was fun. Good little social deduction game. But again, I, I I feel like it it's trying to add to something that doesn't necessarily yeah. need anything mm. added I
2: would l- to it. I would like to try it with more people. I think yeah. if you had a full yeah, cohort, a that of, would be very.
1: Did he say? say up to or over twenty? But anyway, it, could, it, yeah, it take can take a lot because there yeah. were a lot of rules yeah. on that yeah. sheet, and that was helpful having. That and the, sheet the guy that to played
0: the you. imp, to be fair, he he was the yeah. first to make that point, is that he felt that. It would work a lot better if you'd scale up. Because it was it
1: five of us, wasn't yeah. there? Yeah. I think he did try at one point because before the third round or something, he, he said I'll see. go off and get people yeah. and then didn't come back find any anyone.
0: So <laughs> <a> great job.
2: <laughs> yeah. but no, I enjoyed it, but like you said, it just felt quite similar to other yeah other things out there.
0: Which are a lot slicker and yeah. stream more streamlined. Um, and for me, it's a great point that you make that you can actually see. The shadows of people passing by, so you're like, right, okay, something weird's going on here.
1: Well and there was that he did still have to say information, so I could still hear whispering to like on either side of me. So but I don't really know how you get round that. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: It's he certainly set a difficult challenge for himself with a game like that. Um, you know, where you're trying to convey a lot of information but keeping it secret. Yeah. yeah. In front of the people you're trying to keep it <laughs> yeah, secret yeah. from. Because the way that betrayal at House in the Hill gets round that is that you just go into another room. Yeah. And you yeah. go and do all your planning there and then you come back in.
2: Because he was very gentle, even yeah. in his speech, and his you know, in his general being. Yeah. I couldn't do that. I'd be stomping about and, you know, like <laughs> be like, Oh right, this is what you need to know But he was Designed you know. I, I don't doubt <laughs> yeah. that, that the 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 role of uh, g m was probably designed around him,
0: yeah you know, so that was our day, yeah, um we were
2: what we do have, however, and we'll be coming up separately um is we did get some short interviews with some people we did, so we got some short interviews with keith mccleen um uh, matt How- uh, Matt coward. Who is doing some social research into tabletop gaming?
1: Yep.
2: Um, we also met with Callum, who's one of the organisers or involved in the logistics. He's a previous organiser of Compulsion and is now just being involved this year in the logistics. And we also met with David from the ju- uh, the Don Jewelers, Jewel- jewelists, Don <laughs> the Don <laughs> Jewelers selling all the jewels, um, some Jewelers. fabulous jewels, yes, um, as well. So that'll be coming up. So keep your eye out for that. Um, that will just. Give yeah. you an insight into what what's been going on in compulsion through the eyes of the exhibitors.
0: But but there you are. Um, that give hopefully give you a little taster on our day at compulsion yeah. mm-hmm. and what uh, what our takeaway was from it. Yeah. And I think you know I I I do I'll, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on compulsion, uh, and I hope that they they do implement some plans to, to make it bigger and better because yeah. it absolutely has the potential Definitely. to be that and at the moment it is falling short of it. Yeah. Um but other than that, um this this has been another episode of Unlucky Frog on Tour. Yep. Uh I've been your host Ben and on behalf of everyone else here, Woo! Charlotte and Iona, thank you for listening. Thank you. And we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: Hi guys, it's uh, Josh from the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast here. Thanks for listening to us, and now be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for the Unlucky Frog Gaming. Uh, You can also show your support for Unlucky Frog through Patreon. Be sure to check out our website, www.unluckyfrog.com to find out more. Was that so hard? (laughs)
2: Look.